is lust adultery? Well, if you're a follower of Jesus, the answer is yes. Jesus said very clearly, if you lust after a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery. All right. Well, not according to Mr. Dennis Prager. Okay. We always talk about how conservative and Christian are not synonymous. So Jordan Peterson sat down and did a roundtable discussion with some uh, different scholars and some thought leaders, and the topic of lust came up, and uh, some of us were taken aback. So let's jump into this, unpack this a little bit. Jonathan uh, Pajai or Pagai or Pajay, I always butcher it. Anyway, he's solid. He's sitting there in the, in the center, and a couple other guys I'm not super familiar with. So we're going to jump in. I am less interested in the interior person, morally speaking, than you are, than and probably any of you are. And it's largely, I do believe, because I come from a behaviorist, law-based religion. What does that mean? Behaviorist, a law-based religion? Like, the, like does the, the motive and the intent doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is the outcome. As a Christian, that's an absolutely crazy thought. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I guess that's what Jews believe? Yeah, I don't. I, you got you got you got tread very lightly with okay? the with the J word with the J word. Okay, so <laughs> slow your roll. Zach's coming in hot, like yeah. Zach's already on his uh, on his sneako. Okay, <laughs> chill, slow chill, your roll. Slow your roll, Andrew Tate. We care how you act. That's why we don't have a claim that if you look at another woman with lust, it's as if you've committed adultery with her. Uh All right, interesting. I, I am, as I said yesterday, I, I thank God for America's Christian. He has to say that, right? Thank God for America. You got to say that. Yeah. Like Ben Shapiro has to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because so many Christians rock out with these guys. You oh, got to yeah. say it. You got to say it. It's mandatory. Yeah, they'll keep it pushing when it comes to all their Christian disagreements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Christians, the world wouldn't know about the Torah. Thank God for America's Christians. And uh, Maimonides said, if it weren't for Christians, the world wouldn't know about the Torah. So uh, <laughs> I'm a big Christian fan. But obviously, Christianity <laughs> and Judaism are not identical religions. I wonder how he feels about them ban banning the using the word Jesus in Israel right now. Yeah. Is he really a fan? Is he enough of a fan for us to talk about Yeshua when we're in Israel? Yeah, man. And proselytize to the to the, the Jewish people? Wow. Same. Uh, and and we have no equivalent that if you look upon another woman with lust, it's as if you have committed adultery with your heart. There's only one way to commit adultery in Judaism, and it's with a different organ. And I'm not being cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very realistic. Uh, looking with lust is not a sin in Judaism. What's the stance on pornography? That is where this video begins to get interesting. Okay. Because you can say looking with lust is not adultery. Okay. Right? right. As a Jew, you can say that. Respect. Because you're like, oh, I guess they don't follow Jesus' rules so and what Jesus said. So that makes sense that they don't think it's adultery. Right. But I'm like, oh, he probably still thinks it's a sin. It's just not as bad as adultery. Uh, looking with lust is not a sin in Judaism. Okay, I missed that. Darkness. That's darkness. Looking with lust is not sin. Judaism. So listen to the. So this is a logical question. Jordan Peterson asks. Okay. So then, what about, what about corn? Wow. Okay. What's the stance on what's the stance on pornography? So pornography. When I'm asked this question, you, just to you, put you on the spot, you did way. indeed. Uh, okay, so my my answer when it's raised on my radio show, I have a male female hour, and I'm very open about sexual subjects. I always ask if a wife calls me and says my husband looks at pornography. I, I, I found on his computer. I have one question: How is your in life of intimacy with your husband? Is it good? In other words, is the pornography in lieu of you 
or in addition to you. Mm -hmm. Whoa! 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 This clip got ten times. The question is, does it bring you closer to get? That's the question. The question is, is it done in isolation or is it done with you? Now, I don't know how many people actually indulge in this sort of activity together, but I would say this is probably an act you do by yourself. If I, if I were to wow. share my own experiences, this isn't something I've ever done. So with. is that what he's saying? Is it in lieu of you? Like, do you guys do it together? Or is he saying, or is he saying, uh, is he so pumped up about you? Or like that it's not affecting your intimacy. I don't know. He's saying if she's not being intimate, so he's looking somewhere else. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying, is this inhibiting uh, intimacy and affection for the woman? It sounds let's, like, let's pull it back. Yeah, pull it back. Let's pull it back. Question. How is your int life of intimacy with your husband? Is it good? In other words, is the pornography in lieu of you or in addition to you? That's not... Is it get, is it is it uh addition? It, it's it's in addition of you. So in lieu means instead of. So is it instead of or is it in addition of? So let's just say it's in addition of. Let's just say wife is putting out, husband's putting out, and then he just has his little thing. He goes in the bathroom. You know, you think he's in there dropping a deuce. He's not. <laughs> he's doing something else. Right? Man, he's doing something else. Is he cool with that? In addition, is he cool with it? In addition, yeah. That's that sounds. That's what it sounds like. As long on. as she is satisfied. Wow. And I, I'm not even giving a religious answer. I'm giving what I think is a moral and realistic answer. Men want variety. And Rolo Tomasi has entered the chat. And this man's old, too. He's been indulging for a long time. Men want variety? He went full red pill, bro. He went full on red pill. If adultery is a substitute for, if pornography is a substitute for one's wife, it's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. Basically, he's like, whatever you got to do to rub it out, man. It, wow. If you're looking at Catherine, but you're married to Beth, you need to, you need to go please Beth and then rub, it, rub it out at work. I'm shocked. This is, but this is good why these conversations are happening. Sometimes you just gotta let people talk, man. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta For let real. people talk. <laughs> That's that is my unpredictable. Well, there is a clinical rule of thumb that's akin to that. I would say if you're trying to decide clinically whether someone's partaking in a habit, say use of alcohol, has reached the threshold of clinical significance, one of the things you do is ask the the person you're assessing. Now, is it interfering with your employment? Has it got you in trouble with the law? Is your family complaining? Does it stop you from doing other things that you should be doing? And so the judgment isn't the use of the forbidden substance itself. It's, it is in some sense consequentialist. And I'm not saying that that's an absolute, but it is a, it is a hallmark of clinical judgment. But Dennis, you're making, I think, too big a gap between you know, behavior and where it comes from. And surely the 10th commandment is exactly that. You could expound everything Jesus said from thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Oops. Finally, somebody with some some reason interjects within the conversation. I wonder, I bet Ben Shapiro wouldn't have that trash Dennis Prager viewpoint. Dennis Prager is not on the on the Ben Shapiro level, I would assume. He doesn't have a little hat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, he's not. So so Ben Shapiro is reformed Orthodox. Yeah. So there's like the Orthodox with the da -dun 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 -dun. and then, <laughs> and then there's like the Reformed Orthodox. 
And it, it would be like the difference between fundamentalists and like evangelicals. Huh. Like fundamentalists like remove themselves from culture, remove themselves from society, remove themselves from art, remove themselves from science, right? And the like evangelicals don't see that as, as false binaries. That's how the uh, reformed orthodox and the uh, traditional orthodox, and even within orthodox is a whole, whole wide spectrum. So he's probably more further left than a Jordan, I mean, than, than um, Ben Shapiro, who yeah. still wears the yarmulke. He's like, he, you know, he's like uh, the Torah is gray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he would believe he, that. He would have a, the Torah is gray YouTube channel. Well, I mean, this man just dropped law on him. He's like, oh yeah, I never thought of that. No, like, there's only 10 of them. Yep. <laughs> you know yeah, he, he did point him back to the law. That's that's smart. Or yeah. another woman, you're not whatever. Well, you know, the whole point okay. of coveting it begins in the heart. Ah, and I, I understand your Hebrew word for covered is the desire doesn't stop halfway. Right to it take. Takes action. It's to take. Yeah. It's not. There's no ban in the 613 laws of the Torah on lusting. It do, I don't even know. There's a tava is the closest you could get to lust in Hebrew. But okay. The, yeah. Okay. So let me ask so you about the, that. The, so the, the covet is critical. I can say, I can be attracted to my neighbor's wife. I can't want her. There's, there, there's, a, there's a difference because... Well, 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 that's lusting is wanting. Lusting is not attraction. Yeah. That's that, not what lusting means, Mr. Dennis Prager, respectfully. Lusting means you are marinating and meditating and fascinating. Rubbing one out. Rubbing, that is what that means. You are, it's the, we would define it as the second or third glance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Second, you you said third. You get you gave us some room. <laughs> you gave, I give you a little. You a little wiggle room. All right. Second land. Let's just let's just be conservative. Let's say second, second land. Let's say second. Everybody meets people. Yeah. In their day to day, and find them attractive. You see a woman. It's it's like uh, it's like food. Like there's food. Some food is just it's just delicious, and there's certain people that are just attractive. There's certain mm. right, and so that's natural for you to be like, oh, like I like sweet and salty, starchy foods, right? Yeah, it's that, that that's how people are. It's oh, I like attractive women, like they're they're attractive. It's another thing to take that second, third glance to to then take snapshot, think about it. Yeah. what could you do with her? What kind? Right, like that that is that is lust. So so we're, now we're conflating attraction and lust. They're not the they're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. it, but, but what about a single woman? I asked one of the great Protestant thinkers of our generation in a public debate in Phoenix. I asked them, so can a single Christian male look... Yo, Janelle Savage, she said, sounds like Prager listened to Mike Todd about allowing the feelings. Wow. Woo! Look upon a single woman with lust. He can't be committing adultery. He's not married and she's not married. So is the real ban lust or is the ban on adultery? Yeah, I mean both. Wow, both. Because if you are looking onto a woman with lust, and she's looking onto you with lust, what's going to happen next is usually fornication. Yep. So is he okay with fornication? Is he okay with the logical conclusion of lust? That's crazy. In, at least for me, when I hear all of this from my own Orthodox perspective, it's bewildering because <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, uh -huh, yep. At least th from the tradition in which I am, it's not a morality question. It, I, even the word morality it bothers me. The, at least in in the Christian tradition that I participate in, the call is to be transformed. The call is to be free. That's the Come call. On. Christ is calling us mm. to be free. And so the idea of like, can you lust or can't you lust or can you do this or not this? The answer is, they are, we have desires in us and these desires tend to enslave us. They tend to pull us into themselves. 
And these laws are exterior ways for you to understand how it is that you can now be free from these desires. None of the desires are wrong. Like sexual desire isn't wrong. Desire to eat isn't wrong. None of these right, things are wrong. Right. And then I, I just say yeah, that. I literally, literally just, said, just that. said, shout out to Jonathan, man. This dude, I reached out to have him on the channel, but uh, he ain't hit me back yet. Oh. The problem <laughs> is when they capture you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's not about it's not about like trying to figure out if I'm sinning or not sinning. Like right. when if I go to confession, I I ask forgiveness for all this. He's he's Eastern Orthodox guys, just before you lose your your yeah. your yeah. <laughs> your you know sins I've done voluntary and involuntary. It's like I'm sinning all the time if you if you want to know. Like every every you know all day long I'm sinning. But the that's idea That's why you're so much fun. That's right. that's what's so much fun. <laughs> but the idea is rather Jordan Peterson that's he's why you're funny, so much bro. fun. Is rather that you know to to attend to my desires in the sense so that I'm not captured by them, so that I don't become obsessed, so that I don't fall into that. So to me, like the question of like legally trying to figure out like where I'm sinning and where I'm not, it's just like a, whew, it, it, it pulls me into a world that I'm- So if a man has, and I know this case, I know a man who was saintly in taking care of his Alzheimer's wife who got Alzheimer's at the young age of 50 and, and watched over her and bathed her for, for a, a decade. And then, so I would just ask, this man, I don't like where this is going. This man is going to go to the most fringe example. This man is is using him as an example. <laughs> Stop. You know, my wife. Chill, 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 chill. Hasn't been chill, able chill. to provide. Chill, 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 chill. You asked me about pornography. So this man was faithful to a wife with whom he could not have relations, obviously, for a decade or more. I, may have, I think it went to 15 years. Would he have been wrong in relieving his sexual tension uh, uh, with, with a with a photograph? Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if it's this. Listen, hey amen. Listen, listen. I understand that's a really radical example. You got to coordinate with your wife as she's losing it. Whoa! Oh, I, I get where you're going. You know what I'm saying? You going to need some. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Darkness. <laughs> a little bit, but like, bro, bro. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't coordinate ahead of time, you vowing to a life of celibacy. That's a fact. Dennis, maybe and this is something that I health. talk to people in my clinical practice about. So imagine there's the, the, and I guess we're into thou shalt not commit adultery, by the way, which is the next uh, commandment. You can imagine um, an erotic image that compels sexual desire. And, and I think that's part of what we're discussing, the morality of that, or it's, it's potential to be an implement to the instantiation of an ideal. You can imagine a situation where your desire is to, um, to sleep with your neighbor's wife, you're not acting on it. But the reason you're not acting on it is because she doesn't want to sleep with you. Now, it still seems to me that given that your desire is to undertake the act and the only reason that you're not able to manage it has nothing to do with your moral stance. It has to do with the impossibility of the action. Now, given it, I don't know how you would deal with that. because oh, you he, that, that's a violation of do not covet. He's coveting okay. his neighbor's wife. It's clear as a bell. Okay, okay. So, so <laughs> wait, what? Where does he draw the contrast between coveting and lusting? Yeah, it's weird. In the context of marriage, lusting after another person's spouse is that's one of the Ten Commandments. He's he's drawing a uh, a a very clear kind of uh, fake line that is like this is not this is a photograph. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, this is not real life. Mm -hmm. But like that's a very old person thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like internet and the people online, yeah. as as fake as it is, is not real life. Yeah, I mean, is real life. Like mm -hmm. the photographs, that's a real person. Yep. I mean, unless you know this AI gets advanced, that's crazy. But like, that's a whole another. That's a whole another problem. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is that like he's like 
you know, is he in sin just because he looked at a photograph? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not just a photograph. Right, 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 it's right. a na- It's your neighbor's wife. Right. Your right. neighbor is just a lot more widespread across the internet and across yep. the world now because you can see everyone's wife. Yep, that's true. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We, here's a point worth making. There's a great gulf between the Ten Commandments and the Christian faith in this way. First of all, by the way, the, the Ten Commandments are painfully obvious, aren't they? Doesn't everybody know that before the tablets? Uh, but uh, I, I had a great teacher. Most of my great teachers were Jews. Dennis will say maybe that's why I know things. But uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. But there's a great man. He's dead now. His name is Harry Newman, and he styled himself a, a nihilist. And we would argue with him about that all the time, and he was a very, very learned man and a great teacher. And so sometimes when he would put the point that he's a nihilist, he would say, I'm a non-practicing Orthodox Jew. Mm-hmm. And that emphasizes the point that it is a set of practices more than a set of beliefs. Whoa! Whereas Christianity mm-hmm. is more a set of beliefs. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That's good. Well, That's good. That's good. When I was in Israel, that was when we had Shabbat dinner with the Jewish family. They said that. We're, we're less concerned with your thoughts and what you, what you do uh, excuse me, less concerned with your thoughts and more concerned with what you do and what you ex- execute on. We don't really consider thoughts and feelings. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, so that, that that's a good point he brings up. You could add the, psycho- the psychopathy twist to all of these. It would be, well, thou shalt not kill unless you can get away with it, and it works in your favor. The same with adultery, the same with stealing. And the question there would be something like, well, why shouldn't I do this if I can get away with it? Jeez. Wow. <clears throat> what an interesting discussion, man. Shout out to... Uh, to, to Jordan Peterson for putting this panel together. I think that was a great way to distinguish um, what the difference is between Judaism and Christianity. Oh, yeah. And I think it gives a ton of insight to, to know that it is different. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it is different, and it is something that the how matters to God yes. in Christianity. Like the how matters to God. The desires and the motives matter to God. Right, like, mm-hmm. like, how and why matters as much as what? Well, it sounds like Dennis Prager saying, like, look, man, you know, you know, actually, I heard smashing women. It don't really matter, you know. Yeah. If you want to go the extra mile and partner with us, so that we could stay independent, answering only to you, and continuing to reject all of these brand deals, consider partnering with us online for as little as five dollars a month, so we never have to take a brand deal and make commercials like this one. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Objective credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, including 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. 